the, the most illegally killed big game animal in Utah would be deer. Well, correct me if I'm wrong, but doesn't Utah also, if you, they classify, if you shoot a trophy animal, then, then the punishment is a little bit more severe. Hunting is, is you know, there's a lot of ethics going to hunting and, and, and people who go out and, and hunt need to, you know, just be responsible and, and know what they're going to shoot and, and be careful and make good shots and, and do things right. All right, guys, welcome back to the podcast. I'm excited to bring this podcast to you guys this week because this podcast is about my actual home state of Utah. I currently live in Colorado, but Utah is my home and always will be. And so excited to share this with you guys. Before we get to the podcast, though, as always, want to thank our title sponsor, Vortex Optics. Appreciate you guys over there. Vortex is an amazing company. I enjoy every conversation that I have with the guys there. Um, I should say the men and women there. They got a good group, and we're grateful for the relationship that we have with them. Appreciate their sponsorship and help, and they uh, they help us with everything that we do here at eHunter, not just the podcast. So, also, guys, don't forget to like uh, the podcast, subscribe, share it around. If you have somebody that you feel like would be interested in the podcast, please make sure that they're aware of it and um, have it. So on today's podcast, I sit down with Lieutenant Chad Betridge of the Utah DWR, and we talk about the poaching cases again in Utah. And I know we've done a podcast about this in the past, but it sounds like 2020 isn't too much different than 2019 when it comes to poaching in Utah. And so he adds a little clarification into it. You know, we look at the total numbers of poached animal or illegally taken animals, and we, we kind of get out of our minds a little bit and we think that it's all big game animals that are being taken. And he clarifies uh, some of the numbers involved and in some of the species of animals taken uh, illegally. So listen to the podcast. Um, it, you know, any illegal animal taken is bad, but he helps, um, helps us understand it a little bit better. So I appreciate Chad and him taking the time to, to sit down with me and record this podcast. He was an awesome guest and I appreciate all the... Uh, you know, state officials that are always willing to share some information with us, help us understand the backstories on some of these issues. So thanks again, guys, for listening to the podcast. And without further ado, let's jump into the podcast with Chad. All right, everybody, welcome back to the eHunter Newscast. Um, excited to do this podcast today. Um, this is kind of a follow-up podcast to one that I've done in the past. Um, did earlier this year about the poaching cases in Utah. We're going to do a little bit different and talk about kind of the 2020 numbers with poaching today. But but on the podcast today, I have Lieutenant Chad Betridge of the Utah DWR. Chad, welcome to the call. Thanks. Appreciate being here. Did I say your last name right? Is that how you pronounce your last name? Uh, yes, that is correct. Betridge, yes. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Chad, I appreciate you taking the time. Um, I know that you guys are, are very busy. I've had the opportunity to talk to, to several Utah uh, DWR employees, um, whether at Kobe Jones or Wyatt Buback. But, um, so, and I know it, you guys take time out of your day to chat with me, and, and I appreciate it. And I will tell you, I know our, our listeners appreciate it as well. They've, they've expressed that, and 
have been very gracious of the time that you guys put into educating us as, as a public. So, Chad, before we get into the topic of today, though, would you mind just telling us a little bit about yourself, uh, what your role is there at, at the DWR and, and things like that? Sure. Uh, my current role with DWR is I'm over the training uh, program and the hiring uh, process. So I, I'm a lieutenant out of the uh, Salt Lake uh, office. I'm a, a, an administrator now. Uh, I spent uh, the last, oh, 18, 18 years in Utah County as a patrol officer and a, a sergeant on the Utah County Wasatch County crew. Uh, and then I moved to Salt Lake. So I uh, just coming up on 20 years working for the Division of Wildlife. Uh, my, my first, uh, Patrol area was out in Duchesne County. I patrolled the South Slope of the Windows, and and it, it was a really great place to, to work out there. And then three years later, I moved to Utah County, so that's, that's kind of where I've been. Do you uh, do you miss being out in the field and being boots on the ground? Absolutely. It's uh, it's some days more than others. Uh, <laughs> this, this right now, the fall is going on, and the hunts are going on, and and sitting in an office is kind of brutal. Mm -hmm. uh, it's it's even even worse this year with the the, the COVID uh, issues that we've been facing, and, and a lot of time I'm working from home, and I don't even get to go to the office, so I'm just I'm sitting here looking out my backyard at the fence. So, <laughs> oh, I, I feel you there. Not, yeah, uh, I, I spent many days working from home, and oh man, it was. Uh... Those those were some very long days and weeks and and months. I I definitely feel yeah, you know I uh, I may be weird. I don't think so. I think most people are like me. I, I kind of if I'm out hunting or or in the field, I'm always looking for uh, you know officers or biologists to chat with because you guys are always just a wealth of information. I love I love checking in with you guys and you guys are always great. And so you guys seem to enjoy what you do. And so I I can understand missing being out there out there in the field. But appreciate. Appreciate what you've done and what you continue to do um, for us as hunters, and, and appreciate uh, you taking again taking the time with me today. So, uh, what I want to talk about today, Chad, is is the uh, the poaching cases in Utah. Um, we recently, in fact, just this past week, uh, published an article about the number of, of poachings in Utah, and um, when we post on our our website, or yeah, on our website, it automatically will go to Facebook and and post and you know social media you get all sorts of comments and and things like that but sure. you know people were pretty blown away and and at those numbers because they were kind of staggering uh just to kind of tell the listeners what they were um at least on the website we we posted that there were 258 animals posted in utah since august and that was as of october 6th and so chad I, my first question to you is is that is that number true and is that what does that coincide with the numbers that you guys have? It, it is. Those those numbers came directly from our law enforcement uh, database. Uh, it's and again, it was it's it's from August first to through August. Excuse me, through October fourth. Okay. Uh, and there's 258 illegally killed animals. So, and truth be told, a lot of those uh, animals are going to be fish. So, okay. uh, uh, here in Utah fish is by far the most illegally taken animal that we that we have whether it's you know an over limit or people with without a license or in a slot limit type situation where they they 
taking too big a fish or too small a fish. So a bulk of those are going to be uh, fish, which is which is why the uh, the number gets big. Yeah. Because we, we haven't had we haven't had 258 elk poached. So, well, I I really appreciate you saying that because that's where a lot of people's attention went to. That's how I think a lot of people look at that. They're like, oh, wow, that's 258, yeah, trophy elk or trophy mule deer or moose or whatever. Yeah. That's where their mind gravitates towards. Yeah. So, and it, it is, it's important. I mean, fish are important too. Uh, we, we spend a lot of time, uh, you know, our officers spend a lot of time interacting with anglers, going out and, and enforcing laws that way. And, and we spend just as much time working the fishing side as we do the hunting side. So we're trying to make sure everybody uh, follows the rules in, in all aspects. It's just uh, there are, it, I, I guess it's easier to illegally take a fish than other species. So. Yeah, I guess that's true. And it's easy to kind of mess it up too. Like you said, if you take over your limit or too big a fish, too small a fish kind of thing, a lot of, I'm not going to say inadvertently, but kind of inadvertently, you know, doing those things, it's, it's easy to do those things. Sure, absolutely, and, and and truth be told, a lot of these, a lot of these uh, uh, animals that were taken illegally were accidents. They weren't they weren't necessarily on purpose that they went out and and, and purpose purposefully killed these animals. Uh, some people just you know they they inadvertently didn't know a rule or they they, they just didn't follow the rule. Uh, a lot of times, people call turn themselves in and say, "Hey, I accidentally did this. What do I need to do about it?" Um, so. So when we, we say that there are 258 illegally killed or poached animals, that still doesn't necessarily mean that people are out there blatantly just shooting or doing whatever they want. So. Yeah, and I appreciate that because that's, again, that's how a lot of people look at that. They see that word poach, and they think that these yeah. people are purposely going out and just <laughs> slaughtering the hillside of, of animals, and it's... And it's just not the case. And I've talked to a couple other buddies. I got a couple buddies that are uh, biologists, one in there in Utah, and they say the same thing. That yeah, it's not. It's not that people are doing that. A lot of this, these are accidents. So, just kind of to, to stem off of that. So, if someone was to go out, for example, and they had a spike elk tag, they inadvertently killed a cow because they thought that they saw spikes coming up on it. That would count in these numbers, correct? It would. Yes. Okay. It would. Okay, so those kind of things, I mean, they happen. It's hunting. Um, you know, I, I think most people that listen to this podcast are pretty avid hunters, and they know that, that accidents happen. I mean, I, I would say please make sure you take the time to know what you're doing and know what you're looking at before you pull that trigger or let that arrow fly. But um, but those kind of things happen. So, so Chad, uh, let's get back to kind of the big game side of things. Um, obviously there are some big game that are in these poaching numbers. What are some of the species that did make up the, the numbers that, that, that 258 animals? So, uh, by the, the, the most illegally killed big game animal in Utah would be deer. Our, our mule deer are just, just because the amount of people that are, that are out there participating in that activity is more than the other species. Elk, elk's a, 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 a good a close second, but deer, uh, deer and elk are, are by far and away the, the most illegally killed animals in Utah, as far as big game goes. Okay. What about antelope? Is, are they in that mix as well? They are. They're 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 coming up in third place. They're just a little bit further down. Okay. So, uh, unfortunately, right now I just don't have the specific numbers on those for mm-hmm. this time period. My my uh, 
my uh, reporting system wasn't working this morning when I was trying to pull those numbers up. But uh, <laughs> uh, on that article that we released, of those 258 animals that were killed illegally, 83 of them were in the big game species. Wow. So uh, that, that, that kind of gives you, I mean, it, it's, it's not 258, mm-hmm. but it's still you know, almost 100 animals of the, the big game species that were killed illegally over this period of time. Which that hurts my heart a little bit because, you know, being an avid big game hunter and I have, I shouldn't say this, but I think I've said it on other podcasts before, you know, I've got 20 points or so in some of the big game draws in Utah. So knowing some of those animals are are being killed illegally breaks my heart a little bit, Um, but. Absolutely. It's it's brutal. I mean, that's that's something that uh, that's what our officers try to do is to to make sure things like this don't happen, whether it be on purpose or accidental. Mm -hmm. I mean. Killing and killing an animal illegally is still doing it illegally. So yeah, hey, kind of off topic. If if somebody does kill an animal accidentally, does the citation is it different? I mean, if if I was to kill like I like the scenario I gave you, if I killed that cow on accident, thinking that it was a spike, is the citation different than if I just went out right now and killed a, t- a cow without a tag? It is. Uh... We, I mean, there, there's, uh, if, if you blatantly go out and knowingly, intentionally kill a, just, you know, flat out poach an animal, mm-hmm. you could be charged with a felony, okay. uh, depending on the species and depending on the size of the, of the animal. Uh, so that, that's a pretty serious, I mean, that's, that's where we as, as officers are, that's, that's where somebody poached something, mm-hmm. where they went out and did it on purpose and, and, and knew what they were doing. Uh, and, and, those who go out and make mistakes, you you could get a, a ticket, which would be a misdemeanor ticket, uh, or you could maybe get a, a even a, a infraction ticket, kind of like a speeding ticket. It depends on circumstances. You you may even get a warning. It just kind of all depends on circumstances and and how your uh, a lot of times the people call and turn themselves in and say, hey, I I accidentally did this and I would like to you know kind of make this right what do i need to do mm-hmm. you still may get a ticket it's just going to be a lesser ticket than it would be if you know if, if you tried to hide it and somebody else watched you and then turned you in yeah. instead of you taking responsibility for it so. well and i don't know I, i'd feel better about that i would feel like i deserved <laughs> the ticket even if i accidentally did it and you know called and said hey this is what i did i, I still think i would deserve that ticket, but I would definitely take a ticket, uh, you know, a misdemeanor ticket over uh, being charged with a felony any day of the week. So, um, yeah, so it's important important yeah. to note too that uh, as far as hunting privileges uh, in Utah, you know, if you if you go out and, and purpose purposefully kill a, an animal illegally, your hunting privileges can be taken away from you for you know a year up to fourteen years, depending on circumstances. Uh, those are usually the ones that are done, you know, the, like I said, those are the, the intentionally went out and did something uh, on purpose or the mistake you made was such a mistake that it was, you, you should have known that you shouldn't have done that. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? It's not just a, I accidentally shot a spike when I was shooting at a cow. Mm-hmm. You, you, prob- you, you may or you probably will not get your license suspended for that but if you go out and and just shoot two two spikes or something like that you might so you know what i'm saying different circumstances call for different different kind of uh 
suspension. Well, correct me if I'm wrong, but doesn't Utah also, if you they classify if you shoot a trophy animal, then then the punishment is a little bit more severe as well. Is that correct? Yeah. So uh, restitution. Uh, so if you people go out and, and take animals illegally, we ask that they pay for those animals. Uh, so if you go catch a fish, a rainbow trout illegally, we ask the court to charge $25 for that fish. That's what the, the legislator said a fish is worth in Utah, or a, a, a trout is worth in Utah. Mm-hmm. So uh, a trophy a trophy elk, which is the six-point six point bull on one side, is worth $8,000. So that's the restita- restitution value for that. So, uh, and if, if, you, if you take one illegally, that's what we're... That's what uh, is on the books for restitution for a trophy, trophy uh, elk or deer, actually. Wow. What, what is, and I think Wyatt told me in that previous podcast, but what do you consider a trophy deer? Uh, antler width 24 inches or wider. Antler width, okay. So. My goodness, because we put up on a, a... On an elk, it's... Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, I was just going to say, on an elk, if it's uh, six points or... If it has more than six points, six points or more on one side, it's a trophy elk. Okay. Yeah, on our on that article that we posted, there was a a deer shot. I believe it was in Magna, Utah. Um, that was, and I think they considered it a trophy mule deer. And so I was kind of trying to remember what was considered a trophy mule deer and and what that punishment. So so on a mule deer, it's it'd be eight thousand dollars as well then. For for a trophy, correct. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Well, word to the wise guys, people that are listening to this podcast is, is just don't do it. <laughs> that's a yeah, that's yeah. a lot of it's, money. <laughs> I did a it, uh, it, but go ahead. I was just gonna say it's it's hunting is, is you know it's, there's a lot of ethics going to hunting and, and, and people who go out and, and hunt need to you know just be responsible and, and know what they're gonna shoot and, and be careful and make good shots and, and do things right. If you get you know, some buck fever or, or get too excited or something like that, that's where mistakes are made. So just people just need to go out and do things correctly. Yeah, exactly. I was going to say I, uh, I did a podcast with the, the Gunworks crew, and we were talking about their guns and, and what they're like. And, you know, those guns are about $8,000. So I'd much rather spend that money on a, uh, a nice Gunworks gun rather than a, uh, a ticket because I illegally killed an animal. So <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. My next question for you, Chad, is, and this is actually a question that came from our e-hunter followers uh, with with the poachings, and I, I specifically wanted to ask you this question because a lot of time non times non residents get a, a bad rep. Um, do you know, you know? And I'm trying to make sure I word this correctly so that I, I don't get myself in trouble. But were a lot of those poaching cases um, from non residents, or were most of those residents? Uh, not ne- I mean, not they weren't necessarily from non-residents. I think non-residents may be involved in there somewhere. Uh, sometimes when non-residents come into the state uh, and and buy a tag and stuff like that, they may not necessarily know all the rules mm-hmm. that that go in with a, a certain activity. So it's possible that they could be a little more susceptible to, to violating a rule, but uh, they're not overwhelmingly the uh, the 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 majority of the violators by, by any means. No, it's, it's, uh, everybody makes, does make mistakes. And, and with so many people in Utah that hunt and fish, obviously the residents are going to make up the, 
the bulk of the the violations. Is, uh, and we we like our non-residents too. We're, we invite them to come and participate in these activities. Just as long as you know everybody follows the rules, we're good. Yeah, I appreciate you saying that because that's that's a lot of the how, how people think of it. A lot of people think that non-residents come in and they're the ones that have these high numbers for those reasons you know they may not understand the the rules and the regulations on it but it, it's nice knowing that it's not an overwhelmingly number of of non-residents versus versus residents so i'm, I'm sure the person that asked that question on the e-hunter group will uh will, be, will appreciate that and i appreciate that as well being a non-resident you know i again i may be a little bit different just because of of who i am what i do but i'm always making sure that i understand the the rules and regulations and like i said i always try to find um, officers or biologists to talk to and say, Hey, am I doing this the right way? Is there, you know, is there something else I need to be doing differently? So, and that's no matter what state sure. I'm hunting in. So, so with the, with those numbers, again, they were, they're kind of, you know, drastic, uh, a little bit, but how, we put in our article that the, this is kind of an uptick this fall from, from previous years. So how do those numbers compare to, to previous years? Is it about on par of, where we've been in Utah, or, or is this a kind of a abnormal year and we're having a lot more poaching? Uh, it might be a little high for this period of time. It's not, it's not, you know, ridiculous high by any means. It's, it's fairly, fairly normal. Uh, this, this year here in Utah, it's been so dry and, and, and we just haven't had any rainfall at all. I don't know about what in Colorado, how the, the weather's like over there, but Utah is just, just ridiculously dry. Yeah. Um, so, so it might, you know, if you're going to illegally take an animal this year, it might make more of an impact just because of these animals are struggling through a really kind of a dry season. So following the rules might be even more important this year just to, to maintain the, the health of the herds and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's, it is, I don't, I don't think the numbers are, are, are that much higher than, than previous years. Okay. That makes sense. And yes, over here in Colorado, we were as dry as can be. We're burning up. I think my whole unit that I'm supposed to go deer hunting on is, is on fire right now. So we've, you guys have had quite a few fires out there as well this year, haven't you? Yeah, it's, uh, it seems like every day something's on fire. So <sighs> it's, it's, the, it's the only time I will ever say I hope winter comes soon. So. <laughs> <laughs> just, just so the snow will start falling. Well, it's 2020, so we're going to have no rain and no nothing, yeah. and we're going to burn to death. And then as soon as winter hits, we're going to have about 10 feet of snow in every major city. So. <laughs> exactly. It'll, it'll snow in the valley and not in the mountains. That's exactly what's going to happen. Exactly. It's a bizarro world right now. <laughs> oh, this year. This year is nuts. <laughs> hey, well, Chad, I'll, I'll, I got one more question. Actually, I'm going to kind of combine a couple of questions, and I'll get you out of here on these questions. Um, but it's really what can we do? You know, what is the DWR and you guys as officers? What are you doing to lower the number of poachings? And then also, you know, what what can we as hunters do to really, you know, I, I should say hunters and, and, and fishermen, you know, as, as sportsmen and women, what can we do to help lower these numbers? So, we, we, I mean, we talked about it a little bit, you know, it's, it's just really important to know uh, the, the regulations that you – that are the kind of govern the activity that you're that you're participating in, um, and we have guidebooks, and we they're they're available online, and and they're 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 free, they're available to, to they're they're out there, they're easy to pick up, they're you can always find the rules, and and I would just recommend that 
prior to going and participating in any of these activities is that you get a, a, a guidebook and, and just brush up on the rules. Because, you know, some of the rules do change from year to year. Uh, some of the boundaries may change a little bit. Some, so there's, there's always a couple tweaks. So even if you're a seasoned hunter, I would still recommend grabbing the, the guidebook and, and just brushing up on the rules just, uh, just before you go. Um, I'd also kind of suggest that uh, just make sure of your shots. Uh, you know, you don't want to take a 750-yard shot just just because you think you can do it. Uh, you, I mean, the, the ethics involved as, as as killing animals is just as important as as the regulations that we're that we are you know that, that are actually on the books. So uh, if you can do hunt ethically and legally, and it will always be the best way you can possibly do that if that makes sense yeah yeah absolutely well and you're right you know i mean we've got really good optics and glass these days but when you're looking at something at 750 yards if you, again i'm going to go back to that scenario of a cow and a, and a spike just because i've i've hunted that so much and you know it, a lot of times you can't tell and especially if it's out there sure. a long ways you may think that it's a it's a cow and then you get up there and all of a sudden yeah sure enough it's got spikes coming out of its head so so I, I appreciate that, Chad. Absolutely, know know what you're doing, and as far as preparing, you know, preparing, reading those brochures, um, and we put a lot of that stuff up on our website, ehunter.com, for any of our listeners. You know, if you're curious about some of these rules and regulations, um, go to the go to the brochure, do some research. Research, like I said, we've got some articles about that kind of stuff on our website, um, and I also feel like, and, and Chad, you can tell me if I'm wrong on this, but I feel like you know, if if we have a question call you guys right if there's something we're curious about give you guys a call is, is that appropriate absolutely absolutely um one of the things that is also listed in this uh in this report that was that was posted is is during the same amount of time the, our officers contacted over twenty two thousand people so we talked to a lot of people and it's, it's interesting that it, our officers we record the number of people we talk to that's kind of what the legislators want to know about what our officers do is how many people we talk to and how many people we educate and how many people we try to, to, to make sure they're doing things correctly. So we talk to a lot of people all day long, every day. Uh, it's, it's more than appropriate to reach out to either an officer or a biologist and, and ask questions uh, just to make sure that you're interpreting the rules correctly or that, uh, you know, a lot of people have arguments or discussions about things and they end up calling a game warden at the end and just to, you know, settle the argument. So, uh, <laughs> It's, 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 it happens quite often, and, and our, that's, you know, that's what our officers, part of our officer's job and part of the biologist's job is to educate the public. Well, and I, like I said, I, I, I do that all the time. And, and, you know, if you hunt out of state or if you're hunting in a new state, like so when I moved from Utah to Colorado, uh, let's be honest, I, I didn't know what I was doing. I read the brochure and things like that, but there were still so many questions I had. And so that's what I started doing. I ended up either when I was out hunting or hiking, I would if I saw the truck with the, the logo on the side, I would grab them and ask them questions or just just give them a call. And everybody I've talked to um, in whatever state, especially in Utah, I mean, everybody's so willing to uh, to share their information, educate us. And, and, I, and you're right, educating that many people because you know that every single person that your officers have talked to, it's not just talking to them. They're educating them on a, on a certain regulation or rule. And so... Um, appreciate you guys and what you do, uh, both on a personal level, but also, you know, to all the, the general public and, and helping us out. So, 
Well, Chad, I will I will let you go, but I appreciate you taking the time to to chat with me about this. Um, again, I, I wanted to really kind of put everybody at ease that that wasn't 258 uh, trophy elk that were killed, and I appreciate you doing that and sharing that information with us. The numbers are still high uh, for those that are listening. For sure. And, for sure. And I think there's always more that we can do, you know, especially as hunters. We're in the field, maybe not quite as much as you guys, <laughs> but we're in the field quite a bit. We see a lot, and I think there's a lot that we can uh, um, report. Well, actually, let me ask you just one other question. I think we put this in our article. But if, as a hunter, if we're out and we see something specific, whether it's happening at that time or maybe we walk upon an animal that we feel like had been poached, what's the best way to report that to you all? So, uh, good question. I appreciate bringing it up because uh, I had forgot about it for just a second. But uh, our, we do want the public to reach out to us and, and help us in any way they can. So, there's a, the Help Stop Poaching line or the, the UTIP uh, hotline, which is 800-667-DEER. Okay. If I'm, if I'm, I get that right. But it, it's, uh, it'll be on your hunting licenses. It'll be on the, the DWR app. Uh, is, is a way you can link up to that same thing. We're also in the process of, of organizing. It's called the TIP 411, where you can text uh, information in to us. Uh, it's, it's, we don't have it quite yet, but that's, that's coming here fairly soon. Uh, it's where people can just send a text message to say, hey, I, you know, I saw this or this license plate or this picture or something like that. Um, and, and so anyway, we can get the, the, the public to to help us, uh, as you said, the, the, the sportsmen and women are out there, if not more, just as much as our officers are, uh, and they're going to see a lot of things that, that might be illegally that are for sure illegal, and, and that we just want uh, that information so we can follow up and make sure that, uh, that uh, people are doing these wonderful activities correctly. And it's better to report it if we feel like it's it's a possible poaching or a possible illegal action. It's better to report it than not. I mean, I'm I'm sure you guys would rather have it reported and come back and say, "Oh no, this was this was all done legally," rather than not hear about it. Correct? Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, I I tell people all the time that if you think it's illegal, let us know and we can we can go investigate it. That's part of our job. Perfect. Um, so we yeah we go out there and 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 you know we might. We might say, nope, that's illegal. That, that that was everything's fine. It was perfectly nothing wrong with that, and people shouldn't feel bad about that. But the, we just appreciate the, the the willingness for the public to to contact us and tell us what they saw. Awesome, awesome. Well, everybody that's listening, encourage you if you're seeing those things, um, make sure reach out to Chad, his crew, let them know what's going on, what you're seeing. Uh, reach out to your local officers and let them know. Um, Let's see if we can't lower those numbers again. Even, I believe you said it was 86, but almost 100 big game animals that were killed illegal. I think that uh, as hunters, as sportsmen and women, we can do our job and do our part, prepare for these hunts. Uh, when we're out there, make sure we know what we're doing, know what we're looking at before we, we make that decision. Um, it, you know, It's really in our hands, and I think we can make a, a big difference. So, Chad, I, I want to thank you again. appreciate you taking the time uh, to chat with me today. Um, if, if people do have questions, um, I'll have them reach out, uh, to the DWR office. If anybody else has questions, you guys can, can reach out to me. Um, and yeah, thanks again, Chad. Appreciate your time. All right, thanks for having me. It was a good time. Thanks. All right. We'll talk to you later, man. Have a good day. 
All right, guys. Thanks again for listening to the podcast. We appreciate your support for everything that we do here at eHunter. You guys are awesome. Appreciate the questions and comments that come into the website, to the podcast, as well as on social media. Keep reaching out. Keep asking us questions. If you guys have topics that you'd like us to cover, please let us know. We'd be happy to do some research and get some more information for you guys. So, again, I want to thank our sponsor, Vortex Optics. Appreciate them and all that they do for us. So, look forward to our podcast next week. Again, don't forget to subscribe, like, and share the podcast. Thanks, guys. See ya.